Get ready to buckle up because with the She's Got Drive podcast, you remember that your brilliance is your birthright. Welcome to the show. My name's Shirley McAlpine and I'm excited to be here back again in the She's Got Drive seat, host seat. Um, so we're back and this is episode, I think this is the third, I'm back third or fourth episode of the season, the new season. And um, I really want to, one of the things I want to share about is um, noticing how much it takes to fulfill on your commitment. And even if it's something that's really, it's something you really love to do, it doesn't mean that there's not a lot to do. And staying focused on your game. So what am I talking about? Well, so I've been away for 18 months from doing the podcast and I realized that whilst I want to come back and need to come back, it's just like, I just missed doing the show. The work that it takes to put it on is something else. And so it's, I've had to stay super focused in order to fulfill on this, continue to get in. Because the thing at the moment is, it's like, when you get out of the habit of doing something, it takes more energy, effort, focus to get back in the game. It's like when you are working out and you stop working out. You know, when you're in the flow of working out, you're going to the gym, you're building muscle, you're gaining ground on your goals. And then if you stop for just like two weeks, getting back in the game is super hard. And the same is true on anything that you're, that you're committed to. So I'm really feeling the, um, the struggle at times of like making sure that I'm getting everything done, fitting this in into the myriad of things that I have to do and staying super focused. So the thing that's moving me forward is my commitment and, and my focus and staying, fo- and staying truly focused on what the end goal is. So if you have been doing something, you've stopped doing something, you need to get back to it. Or, and that's with anything you're working on, bring a level of focus and commitment to it and stay on the game and, and stay focused on what you really want to accomplish because the day-to-day will take you out easily. So I'm feeling that right now. I'm loving that I'm back and the show's back and then building it back up is fantastic. It's wonderful to hear from some of the um, listeners about us being back. So that's wonderful. And, I, and it's taken something to be back. If there is something that you want to do, that you would love to do, and you've been putting it off, bring your commitment and bring your focus and, and, and the focus is on your outcome. The focus is where you want to be. The focus is what you want to accomplish. Stay true to that and then you'll keep it moving. So one of the things I'm adding to the show this season is you can ask me anything. Send in a question that you have about a goal that you're working on, something you want to accomplish, where you want to be, anything that feels like where you feel stuck. And I will answer those questions in the podcast episode. So I'll take a question each week and answer it. So if there is a question that you have, something that you want to get support on, there an email is in the show notes, support at shirleymcalpine.com and send me your email and then I'll bring your question to the show. 
So my guest this week is the wonderful Deborah Owens. Now, Deborah Owens is a global DEI strategist, and then she, she works in organizations as chief diversity officers in that role to support those organizations on fulfilling on their commitment. So that's what she was doing as I was interviewing her. She's one of the interviews that I did in the gap between um, not posting and coming back. And again, a fantastic interview. I did not want you to miss this. So, so here we are over to the interview and I'll see you on the other side. Grab your tea. Um, Tepa, thank you so much for being willing to be a guest on She's Got Drive. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm really excited to be here this evening with you. We can share with our listeners what you do and how you came to do what you do. Sure. Um, so I'm a diversity director at a global law firm. And how I started, um, I think like most of us, we like plan our career and then the career plans us. Mm -hmm. I had was a practicing lawyer at a major law firm um, in New York City. And but for a long time, I was thinking I wanted to do something different, something that impacts people and and sort of helps uh, attorneys, particularly a diverse attorneys, attorneys of color in their career. Mm -hmm. And for a long time, I was um just a, a volunteer in all of these different organizations and nonprofits and bar associations and just sort of being that uh, go-to person. Like if you mm-hmm. need something, you say, oh, go to Zebra. She knows this person, that person. So sort of like a connector. And then um, probably um, in my 12th year at the firm, I decided uh, to try a role that I saw at the a bar association. It's a major bar association in New York, and they were looking mm-hmm. for a diversity director. And I looked at the job descriptions, and I was like, "Oh, I've already done. I'm doing this already." Right. I didn't know that that was it. And it's not like I didn't know what diversity was, but I didn't think I can do the role mm-hmm. um, because I thought I had to have all of this experience, you know. And and we've learned um, through research that uh, women always have to figure out like, can I do all the ten mm-hmm. things? And right. then I'm like, can I do just one? And that's <laughs> right. You know. So I applied for the role and I got it and um, really was successful there for a number of years. And then mm-hmm. I got recruited uh, to another large law firm to do their diversity. And then I got recruited here to do their diversity. So it's sort of like went from I know I can do this work to now that I, I do this work. And it's yeah. been a great joy of mine. I also... I'm very involved in nonprofits in New York City, so I'm chair of an organization called Women Creating Change. It's a nonprofit organization that provides uh, support to underrepresented women in their sort of uh, civic engagement um, in the mm-hmm. five boroughs in New York City. So really, again, that part of me of DNI, that part of me of being a nonprofit leader, it all goes back to me wanting to help others. Right. Like my right. sweet spot. Yeah. Do you miss being a lawyer? No. <laughs> I don't. Very quickly. I just I said it very quickly. I don't miss it quickly. at all. The only thing I miss, I'll say, is that, you know, I had such a, a good relationship at my former firm. I still speak to them. Actually, I had to email them about something yesterday, and I was able to just send a note. So I miss the people. But I don't right. miss this. I mean, this is my life calling. And it, it's a struggle. It's not easy. Mm. It really is my life calling because the work that I do is so important to the souls of people. Mm-hmm. So let them know that they are seen and heard. I remember someone sent me a note yesterday, like, thank you for seeing me. Thank you for hearing me. You're not going to get that as a lawyer. You're going to be like, oh, I, ha-, you know, I worked on this deal. That was great. 
But for someone to say, I think I can go on another day in my because life, they, in my career, more importantly, their life, right? Because right. our careers affect our lives. Right. That's, to me, the joy. Yeah. yeah. I have to say, I've met a lot of recovering lawyers. I have to say, there's a lot. I know. Because I think we go to law school with thinking we'll be like the next Thurgood Marshall. Yeah. And then you find out you're not. So you're like, oh, God, well, what am I going to do? And there's so many of us. And I think, um, you know, they say that with the law degree, you can do anything but practice medicine. And I kind of do believe it. Um, right. It is a joy what I'm doing now. It really is. Because diversity, like your role covers so much. Like where is your focus yeah. now? And then what has it been before? If you think about the evolution mm. or has it evolved? I mean, I might uh, uh, let me backtrack and say it's an evolution, <laughs> but there's another part of it. Certainly where we yeah. say has it evolved. And then in some spaces, it feels like we're going literally backwards so yeah it does so um, my focus you... has always been um black and brown uh lawyers mm-hmm. black and brown professionals has always been those groups first and foremost when i think about underrepresented mm-hmm. i think about those groups and then of course you know like you said diversity encompasses a lot of things mm-hmm. so we have you know uh disabled lgbtq plus mm-hmm. we have military families we have it all right um, i mean military groups but for me, it's always been black and brown people, which encompasses all those groups. Encompasses LGBTQ+, right. encompasses someone who's disabled, encompasses someone who is, a, you know, a public, uh, who, who served in, in, in the services. It encompasses all those groups, but down to the, to the, to the wire, it's ethnically diverse lawyers. That's, that's what's missing in our profession. Yeah. yeah. So what, how do you go, so how, what's, so how do you go about a supporting black and brown lawyers who are in the firm, for example, mm-hmm. and yeah. no doubt in a minority, right, in terms mm-hmm. of the numbers? And then how do you go about, like, what's the work in terms of expanding the number of black and brown lawyers that get into large firms? Because they, as you said, it's, there's no shortage of them going to school. No shortage. There's like, it's not like you haven't got a pool to pull from. <laughs> you have a pool. Really? There's a, it's yeah. so big. And as you yeah. say, cause everyone are drawn to being like a civil rights lawyer. That, that's been, whether they end up being, they might be doing litigation, but that, where they started was that vision for them to be Thurgood, right? So, yeah. so where do I start? I start to, for me, it's knowing the, the lawyer individually. I spend time getting to know the lawyer individually, finding out who they are, mm-hmm. what makes them, you know, want to be a lawyer. I ask questions like that. In fact, all of my attorneys that I've spoken to here, I ask three questions. Why did you come? Why do you stay? And why do you think about leaving? Why? You know, so why, why? did you come? What, what made you want to come here? Why, why? do you stay? And what do you, why do you think about leaving? Because everyone somewhere thinks about leaving because I was one of those people. Right. So it's really getting to know them individually and then starting from there a support system for them. Because I think some people think that diversity is all this training. Let's get this training together. Mm-hmm. But it really isn't about that. And especially in a law firm setting, it's really about making sure that work allocation is fair. It's making sure that, you know, when we have these networking events, Everybody's all excited about that. All the attorneys get inv- uh, are invited and not just the ones you like. Right. Uh, it's making sure that um, 
when the work comes back to them, that you're giving good feedback, right? Step by step feedback and not just like everything's fine when everything's not fine. Um, it's making sure that when you are bringing on the candidate, that they're meeting the people they're going to actually work with. Cause I used to get very upset about, um, with law firms and this is all law firms, especially when I was at the city bar. You know, they would bring in a candidate, you know, a diverse candidate. Oh, we have a diverse candidate and have them meet all the diverse lawyers. And then when the candidate comes back, they don't meet any <laughs> lawyers because they're gone. Or maybe those lawyers, they don't can work with those lawyers. Those lawyers were picked from real estate. And now they're in litigation. Right. So they, they made it look like this. Yeah, it made it look like more. it was. You know, yeah, and then it they're like, like oh it was God. all like, you know, Wakanda, honestly. And it wasn't, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then, and then they're just like. Oh my God, I didn't think it was like that. And I said, you know, so I, I'm one of those people that say, let's look at our processes and procedures. How are we integrating these lawyers? Are you really telling them the truth about what right. this looks like? Right. You know, and I think for me, it's been a, a journey. Um, and it's tough. It's tough having those conversations, but it's the reality. So being that ear, that voice, Sometimes that shoulder for mm-hmm. those attorneys is um, critical to what I do because mm-hmm. I may be the only person they can really talk to about what's happening. Right. Mm-hmm. And they so at the point are they coming because the, the three questions you, you yeah. have, why did you come? Why do you stay? And why, why do you think, think about, about leaving? leaving? Yeah. You know, so it reminds me of like so. So one of the things I saw so I'm a coach, an executive coach, and I have coached. They're one of the areas I specialize in is coaching senior women of color. Yeah. And um, there is always a point in that conversation when we are going through the myriad of yeah. obstacles and barriers that they're facing. It's just like, why do you stay? Why do you stay? Or is this a place for you is another way that another I... Another one. Oh, I like that ask one. Them, is there a place for you? And if you choose to stay... If you choose to stay, what do we need to do that, that's to support you as you stay? Yeah. Because you can't, I mean, I asked the question, but I'm not telling anyone to leave. That's not my, I'm, I'm, I'm there to create space, yeah. right? To hold space for them and for, to give a space for reflection. So it's not my choice. It, it's not like I haven't sat there and think, Oh my God, my darling, you need to leave. Yes, <laughs> no, you got you go. You just need to get it, get your bag you and get it back here. Like, yeah. yeah, pick up your shoes, pick up your bag yes, and, and just go. It's moving. But it's not my, it's, that's not my job. My job no. is to create and then for them to explore and then to look, but to look or really look at what's happening rather than yes. what you hope is happening, what you wish was be happening. Oh and you, my God. You know, yes. just like if only, if only they bloody blood, but they're not. They're not. They're like, never going to. They're not what's happening. Yeah. So. And they don't care. so with all of what's actually happening yeah if you're choosing to stay because sometimes people aren't ready they can't so you have to then it's like i know if you found that the work for me in that moment is what i call returning themselves to themselves like getting them the, the confidence up getting them getting themselves back to the level of which they walked into the building because yeah. sometimes they get so diminished over time and it gets the confidence can get eroded. So at what point are they coming to you or are you trying to get in so early? I'm getting in so early. So I started this particular firm uh, 90 days ago yesterday. So I just oh, you're, you're a newbie. Yeah, I'm new to this firm. But the other firms in the other places, I, I started very early. So I am very much a pick up the phone, send an email, love to connect. 
um, and then ask those questions and then build that relationship. Right. Uh, so I consider it like a trusted advisor. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the one that you can feel like, okay, if you're not going to tell me you're going to blow up the building, this is going to stay with me. Right. If it is, I'm going to have to probably report right. you. <laughs> right. But for the most part, um, it, I start very early. I don't wait until it's, it's, until it's, um, you're out the door. And to your point, you know, I, I'm very realistic about what I can do, what I think the firm can do and what mm-hmm. I think the profession, hello, can do. Right. Well, because the profession itself needs to have its own reckoning, you know. Um, but yes, it does. It really needs to have its own reckoning. But for now, I'm just that support system to make sure that they know that they're not alone in this. Because it can be very lonely, especially in these, you know, what we call these gated walls of big law. Mm-hmm. It's a real, mm-hmm. it could be a lonely place for people if they're first generation or even if they're not first generation, but they're just alone, you know. Right. Eating lunch alone, being alone, not really wow. fully included. Um, you know, despite the glossy magazine saying that, you know, we're best in this and best in that. And you're like, well, that's not how I feel. Right. <laughs> right. That's not how I feel. And I think that when you get, when people get to this place. Yeah. That they've been working towards and everyone oh. on the outside sees them working towards and like, oh my God, I can't believe you're working towards. Put <laughs> in the blank. Put <laughs> in the blank. Right? And yeah. so that's also part of the burden, isn't it? And the pressure to stay because it's yeah. like people around you are going to go, you did what? Particularly like our parents level. We're like, you did what? You're walking out of what? You're walking from way? where? Yeah. Where? I don't understand. <laughs> Yeah. And they're just, they don't even understand it because they're like, why are you complaining? It's more money they ever made. Right. It's more, it's the prestige and everything. But, you know, sometimes the, you know, the cost is too high. Right. The cost is too high. And right. it's like, well, it's not what you think. It is, it is a, it's hard. You know, it's hard. So when you think about your, your vision for yourself and your, yeah. oh gosh, what, what you're up to, <laughs> what is it? You know, because you've just made I need one. <laughs> oh, look, you've come to the right place. It's um, so when you when you think about like your move, because yeah. you've just moved to this new role, yeah. Um, what? Why? Why the move? What were you? you know what so were you were going towards in this yeah. role? And um, yeah. Well, the the role I had before, I was second. Um, I was part of a team, and I was one of uh, three directors. Okay. According to a chief diversity officer, here I am the top person. Right. So nice. I feel like that's probably one of the reasons. But also, too, um, I, I say this all the time. People want to uh, feel like they have a champion, a sponsor for their mm-hmm. career. And I felt the person I came to work for here, you know, was that for me. Nice. Um, so it was like someone who says, you know, I'm Team Deborah. And I was like, yes. oh, I want that. Because that's what what that's what underrepresented lawyers want. They want someone that could be right. like, you know, that's my team. And so for me, that was um, really important to have that, to have someone that says, oh, I'm Team Deborah. Oh no, I, you know, I'm I'm gonna mm-hmm. back her up because that's what Black mm-hmm. women want. We want to feel validated. Yeah, you know, we're tired of being out here on our own trying to figure it out. When someone's like, no, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna make sure that you don't have any roadblocks. 
the the walls fall left and right. Right. On side. You're like, yes. That's exactly I only right. had to wait 50 years for it, but yeah. <laughs> right. That's right. You're like, I've been working for 30 years. I know. <laughs> exactly. You're finally yeah. feeling like I, I don't have to, you know, because especially you, you get exhausted from it. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. think you make such a good point because so that's something for if anyone who's looking for work, new a new role, that's one of the things that's in fact that is the most important thing. That's the most important thing. That is thing. literally the most important criteria. If you yeah. don't have Team Deborah, Team Shirley, Team Jane, Team Amy, yes. Team whoever, then you don't go there. Do not go there. Do not go there. I don't care what they tell you because if they'll say, oh, you know, it's it's sort of like, what's the plan for you, right? I have, right. what's the plan for you? Oh, my plan is to make sure you're supported and that the roadblocks, I'll remove them for you. The right. walls, they come down. Right. When I, when I stand up in my meeting and I say, Deborah's my person, people, you know, oh, right. We back up. But yeah, um, you don't want the person who you when you are standing with because you've got a role that's challenging. I mean, very challenging. And then when you stand up, you turn around and, <laughs> and nobody's behind you. Like, and nobody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, yeah. you, exactly. you have to, you absolutely. Have. I remember I was, I was, um, someone was asked me to be a referee for them. And, um, the, the questions that when the person asked me about, in, you know, I was in the referee conversation, you know, the, when they phoned me. And, um, the last question they asked, which was really good, it was one of the best ones that I've been, you know, sometimes you think, are you really, why are we yeah. having this conversation? <laughs> I don't know. What, what are we doing here? Right? Cause the question was just like, what is happening? But, um, this was a really good one. And, and the last question was like, what can we do to support this person? And they were actually going into a diversity role, chief diversity role. And I said, mm. your job is to have her win. That's your job. That's your, job your job is to have her win. Set your job her is to up make for success. The resources that she yeah. needs. That she actually literally has a team. That we're not pretending. Yes. That she has money. There's a budget. And the yep. budget is commensurate to what you your ask of her yes. is in terms of what you want her to cause. That it's a match for the strategy. So many times you just set you're set up to fail. And and so that's your job. Your job is to have her win. And like like Team Deborah, you've got to be Team Deborah. If you're not Team Deborah, Deborah, then it's just like that is because, the most important. Yeah, uh, because we're always Team Everybody Else but ourselves. Right, right. <laughs> so and then you, I was like, I need a team. <laughs> and then you, you get, get one it. person. That's all you need. Right. Mm-hmm. Start with one, and then you've got to build it out in case exactly. One but it Don't can't stay with one. Here, yeah, you can't come in there with your cape. All the time. No. For no you. <laughs> right. No one's keeping for you. Yeah. So who's and there? Yeah, all the time with All us. the time. And I think sometimes the lesson isn't learned and they go to another place and then it's the same thing. And they're like, what am I not learning? Yeah. 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 I definitely want to, I've been one of those, I've been in that place where I'm like, what am I missing here? What is it? Mm-hmm. What is it about that I don't understand? Because at some point, you can't just say it's the places. Now you have to say, am I picking the wrong industry? Mm -hmm. Am I picking the wrong type of places? Like, Mm -hmm. what's really important to me? You know, like, start to really think about, like, what is really important to me? 
Right. And it became that. It became like, I, I, I need to have someone set me up for success and tell me the plan. Not say, I set you for success and you're like, okay, well, what's the plan? No, you tell me the plan. Right. The other thing is like, when you talk about reflecting on like, what am I not seeing? Yeah. Is the environment, if we, whilst this, I mean, I've been working in DEI, ADI, leadership development, Mm -hmm. OD work for over 30 years too, right? So, the environment will shift at the pace that it shifts. Yes. You know, and some more, there are some that are going to be better than others, right? Yeah. The bigger the, the bigger the system, the more challenging it's going to be because yeah. you can't get your arms around it, right? So, yeah. so your job isn't to, it's not, it's to one, not pretend that that is the environment. Right. Because I think that's another thing that we do a lot. Of. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What I part of what I when I'm when I'm coaching is like, okay, let's actually look at what's actually happening, what's really happening. Yeah, not what you but think is happening, what you think <laughs> is, and what you what or what you hope you hope is happening, <laughs> or what you see is happening with Joe up the road <laughs> down there. Because your experience and Joe's experience is a totally different thing. So I think there's there's some of that. It's just like what's actually happening and then what's my relationship to what's happening and how I'm interacting with it. So what am I not seeing about my relationship to what's happening? Yes. And and then where we start to you can start to make progress is like I'm getting a real take on what's happening with me and I'm getting a real take of what's happening around me and my interaction. And then I'm looking for who's team who's team Shirley <laughs> or who's team Deborah. Right. And then when they when you discover and you've got to find your team, you've got to find your your people. You do. And when you can find your people, you can start to transform your experience of being there. But oftentimes and that all of that is like more automatically happening for white men. Oh, That's yeah. The difference. Right. So when people are like, but how come? Because it's just happening. Yeah, it's set they don't up. have to. It's, it's already set it's set up for them. Right. It's set yeah. up. The, the whole, the whole set thing up is that set way. Oh, thing mm-hmm. and so you have to you have to replicate that for yourself yeah. although the environment is that bad the barriers like that aren't in existence for for the white men but you have to replicate that for yourself and if you're unless you're going in like that and if you think I'm just going to get my job done yeah no that isn't no. how it works it just it no. shouldn't and it's like it shouldn't be that way but it is that way no, I agree. I agree. I think I'm as I'm getting older and I and I, I don't say that I in a, in a way as I'm getting older, I'm more reflective of like, what am I doing? Mm. Before I was just going, going, going because it was such a goal to get to this career. To right. Get to these milestones. But as I'm getting older and I'm saying, this, is this really serving me? Mm. Is this really serving like my mental health? Mm-hmm. Is this really serving like where I want to be a year from now, would I be like, Oh, I spent, you know, I spent a great, a great year doing what, you know, right. <laughs> I haven't written the article. I haven't writ- wrote the book. I haven't done anything. So I started to really think about that. I mean, literally this past week, which is two days to say to myself, what am I doing? Right. <laughs> because, um, it, it, because you can go on autopilot with this life. Yep. You can be on autopilot with your life and just like, I have a routine. I get up in the morning, I eat my breakfast, I get on the train, I go to work. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And then on the weekends, I see friends for brunch, spend time with my husband, and then that's it. Like, mm-hmm. there is no, like, what what are you thinking? Like, what are you what do you want to build? It can go out the door. Yeah. You know, I look at young uh, the um, young people. They're like, oh, I have um, all these different careers and different streams of income. And I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing? And not even so much the income, but they have interest and they're executing on those. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Even if it doesn't give them a dime, they're executing on the interest. And I'm just like, I, I, I've only been linear. I just. Right. Work. So how do you like the time to like expand and look and create? Yeah. Like one of the, the visioning the future is like so critical for us, for anyone, right? For anyone. For us to like stop. And I think one of the things, um, life will life can stop you in your tracks i mean for me it was like losing my parents at different times mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. where you start which had which prompted that question when my father passed away yeah. at, um in 2009 okay. it was like wow okay okay that's yeah. much younger than i envisaged yes yes i had this whole world that he was going to get old and frail and we were yeah, gonna, yeah. you know what i mean i'll be put you know that this picture yes. this picture that i had of what that would be and then it's then it was like so what am I so what are you about where are you going why are you here like what are you doing yeah you know and then it and then another in four years ago was my mom and so it's I'm like sorry hear that. what are you doing what are you doing and you know but it allows you to keep questioning like what are you doing what <laughs> what are you up to what are you doing how are you visioning your future yeah. and how are you staying keeping that vision current and then and then enacting it like in staying true yeah. to a full life to a full because life. I, because in those moments it is that nobody cares about what you did for work nobody no one cares no one cares nobody cares nobody. and it doesn't mean that you don't do work that's purposeful in your life yeah great it's all of that is valuable but it's got to be more than that it absolutely has got to be more than that because nobody at that point, you don't care. You don't care. Not nobody. As soon as you point, get in you the grave, they figured out who's gonna take your job. Right. They're not thinking about oh, poor Deborah, poor Shirley. They're gonna be like, who wants this job? Yes, right. <laughs> yeah, because it's, right. and, and, and we're so busy thinking this is it. I mean, I'll speak for myself. Just so uh, programmed to think that these careers are so important more than anything, and life is just passing you by. Mm-hmm passing you mm. so if you had an opportunity to do and it may not be not do this but do something on top of this or do something else mm-hmm. or there was a there's i mean we, they say there's a book inside of everyone yeah well what is it what if, if you thought about those things what's calling you what's the whisper i wish you? you know it's so sad that i don't even think i sit for a minute to see what's calling me mm. i think the work that i'm doing now is what's calling me I don't know if it's calling me forever in a law firm. Okay. I think, um, you know, I don't know, but I think in some way that's probably what I need to do, that work of figuring out, okay, I'm working for the next 19 years, right? Mm -hmm. Like if if the economy keeps going this way. (laughs) Maybe a bit longer. So I'm like, okay, what what am I going to be doing? Yeah. And, you know, what value can I bring and what interests me besides what I'm doing? And I and this has a lot of interest. 
you know, I, but there's so much more that I know that's there, but I don't know how to get it. Yeah. <laughs> because I, you know, you come out of law school and you get a job and then, okay, then you say, all right, I want to do something different and you get that job and you go on and on and on. But I don't think we're sitting here saying, what is it that I really want to mm-hmm. do? What are the things I want to do? Mm-hmm. Well, I want to, I want to write an article. What would the article be about? Like, you know, or I want to do, you know, I want to start a business. What would that business look like? Right. Or I want to do, you know, write a book. What, what, what am I going to be writing about? I couldn't tell you, <laughs> but I know for me that there's more to do. Right. Well, you the know? beginning is the question. Yeah. The beginning is your, I mean, the beginning is literally the question. Prior to that moment where you had that question, it wasn't even conscious. It wasn't even conscious. Right. And then the beginning is the question because one of the things, one of the things that we, I have in my business and I created was a a program called Execute Your Dream, which is for women. And Mm -hmm. it is literally the first module is what do you want? Yeah. Where are you heading? Like, Mm -hmm. what's this, what is, what is this future? You know, or what is it that you want to do with this wild and precious life, as Mary yes. Oliver says, right? So, because, but until you ask the question, you can't answer it. You, you know, you're just, as you say, yeah, you're, you're just, just floating. You're just, you're just doing what you're doing, yeah. right? And there's nothing necessarily wrong with the life that you have. That's the no, thing about not it. at all. Because the life not looks great. The life is great. The you've life got is great. So you've got to a point in life is like, I'm trekking. This is cool. I, you yeah. know, I'm loving the people I'm with. Yes. I'm in my life. Love where I live. You know, like you've got enough resources. So there's, so that's also part of it because there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong. I think that's what we're looking for. We're looking for something like a big bang and say, oh, that's it. Yeah. There's nothing like, wrong. It's just maybe not all right. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. not kind of, so that, I think that's a powerful place to come from as well when we come from when it's nothing wrong, but then if it, but what, what could it be or what else or what, what, or is there something that's been, um, dormant in me mm-hmm. that I haven't given space to come out that I haven't given right. space to like, you know, yes. I, I remember a friend, my, a friend of mine said, what if I'm a real good painter? I won't even know it. And it's true. Yes, you don't even yes. know if you are a painter. <laughs> I mean, right. I think you would know by now, but it just makes you laugh. No, absolutely like, no. I think it's think true. So. No, because because the thing is, is that if you think about it as well, and I think this is a, something about if we look at when we're growing up in our families, and our families have such an influence on what we do. And I remember, like in my family, like I, if I wasn't doing this, I would have been a fashion designer. Okay. Right. And, um, and I love doing create, I love doing those types of things as a hobby, you know, so I go through phases where I make stuff. Right. But that's because my mum was a seamstress. So mm. when I had the idea and I was thinking I wanted to, and I was saying to her, I want to be a fashionist, she's like, what? You're going to sew for people of, like, she's like, over my dead body. Do you yeah. know what I mean? She's like, absolutely not. Yeah. I haven't worked this hard. For you to do this. And she didn't necessarily see it in what I was seeing. Yes. And so, and I wasn't, I didn't have the courage in that moment to go up against her. Cause I was like, well, she has. Yeah. Well, You're well, like, I'm, I'm thinking like, about Javon Shima. <laughs> <laughs> do you know, she's just like, <laughs> like that kind of sewing. Right. <laughs> 
no, you know, so I think, so therefore, does it mean that now I've gone on to, I continue to make stuff. So I'm, I'm clear I have the skill set and a vision. I'm right. not about to do, I have thought about it. I had a moment where I thought, is this, do you want to, do you want to do this? You know, right. do you want to? And I thought, do you know what? I don't, I don't want to start there. I don't, yeah. just, I'm loving what I'm doing. I'm just going to keep on trekking with this and have that be something that I do like yes. as a self-expression and, and a create hobby type thing. But I, so I feel like sometimes as we're growing up, that part of us gets shut down. Not I think I know that about. Yeah. That's what mm. we do. We, we're socialized and we're guided because our parents are fearful because artists are usually in there are poor. They know yes. they're paying them enough money. That's you true. To, you know, so you get guided towards work that feels more solid that has where the career is more clear um because they want you to rise above the challenges like it's hard enough in society without without you being a poor artist you know that kind of notion so there might it's it's never too late i think number one right to discover that aspect about it i wonder what's dormant dormant? (laughs) have you ever done your strengths finder you know, I did them years ago, and I said to myself, I was sharing with someone this weekend, I said, I think I need to update mine and see it, because I did it, when I mean years ago, like over. Like when, years. yeah, when it first came out. Yes, yeah. I would love to do it again, because I'd be curious. But I think when I recently did something for not this firm, for another firm, you know, it talked about um, I was a, a driver, a leader. I was someone who... Um, it's funny, uh, love the big picture, don't give me too many details. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I thought, oh, yeah, this is why I have such a great team, because I'm like, you know, more, uh, what we say, a visionary. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I didn't feel that way when I saw the, I said, oh, my gosh, this sounds like a pompous person. <laughs> but as I, as as, as the years have come by, I'm like, yeah, I see that. You. You I see, see you. Yeah, I see it. Because that, when they... When they look at StrengthsFinder, they say it got formed as a young age. But yeah. if you look at the a child self, a child's expression of those strengths is one way of looking, and then you can find some of those yeah. other things that yeah. didn't get developed or they you didn't get follow developed. that line. So that'd be oh, one wow. of the ways in. I might have to do this looking, this weekend. Of looking at <laughs> looking at it. Yeah, I think it's um it's. And that you, and then you kind of honing in, like, how does those, how do those strengths can be expressed in my life? Right. No, so, I think um, that's something to just, think about. When just a couple of things around, like, when you, where, where did you begin? Like, are you from New York? Are you? I'm a native New Yorker. If oh you my can believe, <laughs> it is very so rare. rare. It is I'm rare. Very rare. I'm a native New Yorker. I was born and raised in Queens, New York. I know. It's like a unicorn. It is. Um, and are your parents, where are your parents from? My parents are from Haiti. Okay. Yeah, my parents are from Haiti, have been here for well over 70 years. Wow. So it's really like, you know, um, and so was born and raised here. Um, they, um, my mother attended high school here. So it was like middle school, high school. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just really... Um, but for me, um, yeah, it's weird because when I meet people, they're like, where are you from? I'm like, New York. They're like, oh, yeah, everybody's from New York. I'm like, where are you from? I'm like, New York. New York. They're like, really? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
And so, have you all have you have you gone and come back or is this been no, like No, which is a your dream name? of mine. See, this is what I'm saying, Shirley. I was I, I have not what? left New York City. We are gonna I, explore this. I know. I've always wanted to live somewhere else, but it didn't happen. Where would be uh, the somewhere else? I think the somewhere else I thought about, it's, even Washington, D.C., not that far. Yeah. I was like, oh, I love D.C. It seems like it's a great place. But I never did. And now I think I'll stay myself in New York for all the things that are going on in this world. Let me just stay in New York. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, well, I live in Chicago. You can hear I'm not from Chicago. Yes, yes. We, we, um, it's nearly 10 years. So okay. at 45, I, we took ourselves on a new adventure and we left the UK without a company. We kept, we got, we, I got a visa and under my own like business. Wow. And, um, and then How do you like Chicago? I love Chicago. How do you like Chicago? I love Chicago. I mean, there were things that I would certainly fix about. Oh yeah, of course. Of yeah. course. But I love I Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's freaking freezing in the winter. It's oh my God. It's awful. Thing. Um, but it's also quite a segregated city. It and is. So is New York. Yeah. And so is, yeah, it's true. Yeah, New York is, yeah. More, London's more integrated. It is. It's not there, it's it not is. that there aren't pockets, there absolutely are. Right. But, but it's, it's very it's integrated. much more integrated. Yeah. And, um, yeah. so I yeah, you know, I kind of miss that. I don't, I live on the north side, so I live okay. in a predominantly white space. Okay. So, mm-hmm. Um, but it's a great city, and in the summer it's great. It comes alive in the summer because everyone oh, comes is so just alive in the so summer. happy that winter is over. And I think yeah, you get the hottest summers too. We get it gets hot. Your summers it's are like beautiful. brutal. The beach is, you know, the whole thing yes. is great. There's always there's always stuff going on on the there's weekend. Always I mean, stuff just going always. on. It's a great city. So I love living here. We've made a great life here. And, but we took ourselves on an adventure and it really was, it was like really starting again. And I didn't really realize when we decided to do it, that it was like really starting again. Do you know what I mean? Like everything was new. Everything is new is you just took your clothes and came to the United States. Took our clothes, took some, a little bit of furniture. We'd like to leave a lot behind. Yeah. And we moved. And then you have to find somewhere to live. And even that was just like, you think you've got resources. So you think, oh, this is going to be easy. No. No. No, it wasn't. Just a a proper housing shortage in the United States. Like to find something. It really wasn't. It was like like, near a park, near a supermarket. It's impossible. It's really a challenge. And it was like in the first. So we, by the time we bought our place to where we are now, so we bought our place in 2018. Okay. We lit, that was our seventh place that we lived in. Oh my God. Because we had different, had to do yes. different moves. And I was like, we have to buy the, the apartment that we're never going to sell because I'm tired of moving. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, I am not. Because prior to that, it was, I mean, we, I had moved quite a bit, but we, it was established, you know, I'd be in a place for five or six years. We bought a place I'd never, I hadn't rented before. Yeah. I always lived in my own. Yeah. Place, you know. Because when you come very, to the United States and you're like, oh, what, what is going on? We're just on? like, well, partly because it's a, the, you, you can't get credit. Yeah. You move, you, it's, you think you, it's the same companies as in the UK, but they no. don't, that doesn't transfer. So, 
you know, my literally my first credit card was two hundred dollar two hundred dollar limit. <laughs> oh my god! I'm forty five years old. I've got money in the bank. And they can get a credit card with $200 limit. Limit. Yes. Limit, which is limit. Like, honestly not enough for groceries. That's right. And I was like, well, you've got to start somewhere. Since so that, you, you realize how much you really are starting, but it creates. Well, what an adventure for it you. It creates an adventure. Is, I mean, is Chicago everything. your forever home or you, is it for home for now? No, it's not my forever home. Okay. But I think that's because we can't stay forever, forever. Yes. I love New York, but I wouldn't live in New York. I uh-huh. almost, almost did. We almost right. thought after two years of being here, I thought, should I be living in New York? Cause I have a lot <laughs> of like friends. I have a lot of work. You know, before the pandemic, I was there like twice a month, had a lot of yeah. clients there. And, you know, so I really felt like that. I felt like, should I be living in New York? And we looked at it and I was like, no, actually I couldn't afford this life in New York. No, so, you can't. You can't. So we're not doing really We are absolutely not doing that. Yeah. In terms of what we want. So you're a New Yorker, New Yorker. Wow. I'm a New Yorker, New Yorker. You're a New Yorker. So, um, when you think about your career. Yeah. And where you've got to. Mm-hmm. What do you think has been the contributing factors to you succeeding and getting to this chief role? Like here you are. Um, I can outwork a lot of people. Say more. What is out? What does that look like? Means I work really hard Mm -hmm. um, to the detriment of a lot of things, right? Um, And none of that I'm proud of. And what I mean by that is, you know, there's not a lot of self care. Okay. There's not a lot of um, like I'm just gonna sit and meditate. (laughs) (laughs) I bring my laptop everywhere I go, including vacations. Do you open it and do work when you're on I vacation? Do. I have. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good. Um, and I think, unfortunately, if you are in a profession like mine and in big law, so let's couple that. Yeah. If I was in academia, if I was in even in a company, it would not be like this. I think that kind of dogged work is you know, something that people say, oh, that's familiar to me as a lawyer. Right. Um, And so I think that helped me a lot. I was always willing to jump in and help and do work and didn't complain. And um, But for me, I think that's what helped. Tremendous support um, from sponsors and mentors. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, you know, just a t- tremendous support. But they would tell me, I supported you because you worked so hard. Right. So then it was like, okay, this is a cycle I'm on, like a, re- yeah. like a hamster wheel. Um, and so I think that coupled with, I really, really wanted it. I mean, I grew up extremely poor in New York City. Mm. And I was telling someone the other day, you didn't know you were poor until you went to college. And then you see people with cars and fancy right. clothes and you're like, Oh my God, I think I'm not well. I didn't think I have any money because everyone around me didn't have any money. So I just didn't, right. you know. So I think not having also wanted me to have like that stability. Mm-hmm. That, you know, I wanted mm-hmm. a lot of stability. I wanted to be able to go on a vacation. Mm-hmm. 
I wanted to be able to, um, you know, one of the things I remember a professor, she since passed away, she said to me, you know that you're wealthy when you can buy all the books in the world and all the lipsticks in the world. Mm-hmm. And I remember, it was like 20 years old. And I was like, that's, that's an interesting comment. But I think about it now, whenever I do buy books, I still buy books. Yes. And I, um, and I still buy lipstick. In fact, I put some on today just because I said, oh my God, I'm going to be, I haven't done any makeup in two and a half years. I was like, we put a lipstick on. <laughs> but for me, um, I think it was the stability. So I think that came for it. So now here I am saying, did any of that serve me? Because mm. I'm just working so hard, right? But to what end? You know. Well, now I, it could ooh. be like, yeah. So it got you to here, yeah. But then that's that phrase: "What got you here won't get you there." Like, but where's there? Yeah. Where is there exactly? Where's there? And then, and and if it's and inside of this your work life. Like, how do you do it differently? Yes. You know, how, how do, do you be do designing it? Be, right. right. How do I set the example right. for that black woman lawyer who's like, well, I see, I mean, people, and, and, and they think it's a compliment. Someone said to me today, because we have glass doors in our offices, mm-hmm. and said, oh, every time I see you, you're working so hard. And I was sitting there like, i got to fix this. Yes. <laughs> because does it look like I'm working so hard, but does it look like I'm enjoying it? Right. Does it look like I'm having a good time? Or does it right. look like I'm just in in a zone that I can't get out of? Right. All I know. Um, that's what I'm thinking about my last two days because it's becoming apparent. You know, it's like, okay, what what does that mean? Mm. It's so hard. You know, and then you know how you know that you're kind of needing to do a reset when you ask about your weekend and you don't have anything to say. <laughs> Like the weekend is what we love, right? Oh my right. God, it's a Friday afternoon, right? you know, five o'clock. I'm, yeah, I'm like looking at emails. <laughs> I'm responding to emails. Right. I'm drafting documents. Like, no, what, you know, there's so many. Like, I think about the a friend of mine sent me um, a list of all the concerts, and she says, um, "Are you going to any?" And I was like, "Any what?" She says, "What I just sent you," <laughs> and I was like, "Oh." Let me look. And then I was like, oh, I don't know. She's like, pick anyone. Let's go to anything. We don't care. And it's like what we used to do, right, in our 20s. Right, right. When you think about it, in our 20s, we didn't even have to know. We just said, oh, you ready to go? And we went. We didn't yeah, have, you're going. You're going. Yeah. You had two quarters in your pocket and you were ready to go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We didn't care. You didn't care how you got there. You didn't care how you got home. But it's it's not like that anymore. Everything has to be structured. and. What am I really doing to what? And I, I'm really thinking about it. Great. I always, I love the inquiry that you're in. Yes. It's only you day know, two, though. It's only <laughs> day two. But look at how many questions already are there. And I think, so this is the thing about, you know, someone else is sitting there who has not asked the question and will listen to you and go, wait. Oh, hold on. Let me ask myself that question. <laughs> yeah. Because we, to interrupt the ordinary, to interrupt, I mean, one of the things what had us change and and move here was, I I remember saying to my husband, we are turning into Mr. and Mrs. Ordinary. Mm. And we said we wouldn't do that. 
Mm. And we got together and we said, we're not going to be Mr. and Mrs. Ordinary. And that's what we're turning into. You have a job, I have a job. You got a job, I got a job. <laughs> a great school, we got an apartment. We renovated the apartment. It's not a beautiful apartment. We live in a great neighborhood. I mean, are we really <laughs> going to do this for the next 20 years? Yes. Are we really going to do this for the next 20 years? Because I know. Yeah. This, we, we yeah. did this. This is what we did. Is yeah. We got to this. Now what? Now what? And he was like, yeah, you're right. Turn into Miss, Mrs. Ordinary. Let's do, let's do it. Let's go on an adventure. And it really has been. And it forces, has forced us to create, to look, to decide what's next, to question. But it, I also want to say this kind, that kind of move can either make or break a relationship because it was a lot. Yes. You know? Yes. It was a lot, and you, yeah. you, they, we f- didn't realize how much of our village mattered yeah. to us as a place, as a holding for all the things that we did. You know how much of how much you build in your life. If that's yeah. the thing about it, you know, the support, all you. the relationships that you yeah. have, the space, the familiarity, you know, that you have. Like New York, you know, like you know, in New York, like yes. you know, land in New York. I know like, every. I know exactly where I am. of New York, right. <laughs> And you know, I can go here. I'm gonna, I'll just go this way. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna, like, yep. if you, if someone like threw you out of their car, you're like, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Right. So, but then you get to <laughs> this point again, you think, I literally don't even know where the bank is. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where my kid's school is. Yeah. I literally, like, there's a point and you wake yeah. up and you're like, wait, I literally don't know anything about anything. About anything. And, and then you have to, to like, develop that. You have to develop again. it, you know. But that's part of the, you know, that is also part of it. But there's a cost, you know, but there's so much to gain too. Yeah. In that. So the crew, so that really is like creating. And I think, that's what you can see. That's one of the things I'm passionate about is people really inventing and creating their life. And they starts with a question. And I just love that you're in that inquiry. I mean, yeah, day two. You're in day two. <laughs> you're in day two. And it it's starts somewhere. Two. Well, then let's end with one question. This last question. I'm looking at mine. So the last question is, like, what advice would you give to your younger self? Oh my so God. that feels like given where you are and this yeah. like in this moment if you had to look back at the younger you what would it what would you say i would tell her that it's going to be okay mm-hmm. that your mistakes don't define you mm-hmm. i would say um it's okay not to work like a dog mm. i would say that she can do everything but not at all at the same time and that's okay too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's lovely. Mm-hmm. Well, that's like a reflection in the past, but a fast, of like a future forward. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. Yes, it yeah. is. Yeah. It's been lovely to this conversation with you too. <laughs> thank you, Shirley, you. for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so really, much for really having lovely. me, for inviting me. And that brings us to the end of another inspiring episode of She's Got Drive. You can see the conversation I had with Deborah is another demonstration of the determination, the motivation of a woman with drive. And that's what we celebrate on this podcast. I loved that the truth telling that was being told. And one of the things that the absolute challenges that 
black women or black and brown people face inside of organizations to the point that we have to really look at what is the cost? What is it costing us to be here? What is it costing us to be here? And what does it cost us to stay? Now, I've been a coach of black and brown leaders, particularly black women for many years. And there's usually a point in those engagements where we are examining the impact of her, of them being in that organization. And my question is always in that moment, is this a place for you? Is this a place for you? And it's not for me to make a choice for that client. It's for the client to really examine is this really a place for me? Is this, what is the cost of me being here? Now, we have so many things that we need to be paying attention to and commitments that we have. So not everyone has the ability, the freedom to just leave a job. We have commitments, we have bills to pay, we have mortgages, we have children's fees, we have all kinds of things. Car payments on our plate. And we have health plans, all of those things, health benefits, which keeps us where we are. However, the other thing I have to say is like, if you're choosing to stay, what do you need in order to be here? So if you are choosing to stay, what do you need in order to be here? So if that's you, if you're in an organization right now where you're struggling and it's not a safe space for you, it's not a place that allows you to fully thrive, then okay, if you still need to be there, I get it. But if you are there, what do you need to do? What do you need in order for you to stay? How do you take care of yourself whilst you're there? How do you protect yourself whilst you're there? And so not to forget that, and I'm so glad that we touched on that in this um, episode, in this conversation with Deborah Owens. It's an important conversation for us to have, and I hope that you got a lot from it. We are building an empowering community of women who are living their best lives to keep going after this. We are building a, we are building a community of women who are living their best lives, so keep driving towards your dreams. Until next time, go well and stay well. <laughs>